I'm Cathy van Rooyen. It's a new year and a new season of this podcast. The current situation of the pandemic means that running in South Africa has changed. We're here to talk about the current events as well as the past history. Peter Darrell has over 40 years of running experiences and not even a global pandemic can stop him. Through all the stages of lockdown, he has not lost his passion for the sport and stories, proving his life mantra, why live by default when you can live by design. Good morning, Peter. You're back from your travels from the Kruger Park. Yes, Cathy. Wonderful, wonderful to be to be home. But uh, but I got home to some sad news that a very dear friend down in East London had passed away. A gentleman by the name of Trevor G. And he died just short of his 98th birthday. And Trevor was yeah, it was such a was was a giant amongst men, particularly in, in East London. Uh, he had a record as a track athlete, as cross country, and a road running. Uh, he actually represented represented South Africa um, against Portugal, Rhodesia, in, in Lorenzo Marks. Uh, but sadly, they were never given full Springbok colours. Uh, and I was just looking at some of his achievements, and, and I was amazed that uh, he ran his first comrades in two oceans at the age of 65, having focused on marathon runnings, running up until that time. And at the age of 65, his comrades time was eight hours 55. Oh, wow. And his two oceans was four hours 36. Not bad for a 65-year-old a, a not bad for a 45-year-old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as, as the border master, Athletics posted on, on Facebook, they said, Fad, sad farewell to our most senior and, and most respected master athlete and administrator. Bob Norris, otherwise known as Mr. Border Athletics, spoke about he leaves nothing but truly happy memories and an example to every sports person in respect of humility and of leadership by example and of striving for excellence. A wonderful man. So I just thought I'd love to, 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 to pay tribute to, to, to him uh, this morning. You know, my other thing, having been, having been away, I actually intended to, to talk about uh, uh, running running tourism and as you know i was at timeshare down in uh, mapumalanga and i chose my timeshare week to coincide with a marathon down there mm -hmm. so i would go down there whilst ostensibly for my timeshare i'd also fit it in with the I think it was called the fast one, but it was the the marathon that was run on the Sabi Road down into Nelspruit. 
and it was it's, it was was a lovely weekend. Not quite as popular as the Corps of Hoop race, and I think part of that was because of the organisers and the effort they put into it. But yeah. I just used to, you know, love those love those races down there, and I I, I ran lots of them. But as I as I was as I was thinking about it, I sort of picked up that this weekend just passed was the Drakensberg uh, Drakensberg Northern Trail Twenty Ks organised by the KZN Trail Running, and this was a this was a trail run run from the Alpine Health Resort. I don't know if, if you know it at all, Kathy. No, I've it, never. No. It's 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 up to, from Bergwalk going into into the mountains, and um, it's somewhere but somewhere between um, the Drakensberg Sun and a little Switzerland. Okay. And it, 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 I just saw this wonderful, wonderful report on the race by my dear friend, Antoinette Hartsleaf, and, and how she had run it, and it was a 20K race. And she spoke about it, and she said, many people say you're not a proper trail runner until you've got lost. <laughs> and she spoke about how her and seven other trail runners somewhere got lost at a water table they were distracted by looking at wild horses or something wow and went and went of course but all's well and they eventually got their way got their way back to the finish and finished in 19.99 k's mm -hmm. but she posted she posted these wonderful photographs of the run and uh, i just see looking ahead I think we're going to see more and more people moving to trails and uh, as opposed to the old road races. I think the trails do have uh, a feeling of their own. I personally never really enjoyed cross-country running. I also, as a, particularly as I got a little older, I struggled with my joints and things like that on the rough terrain. And I think you have a similar problem, don't you? Yeah, my trail running uh, doesn't really, it, it extends to maybe pavements because I like to look at the view when I'm hiking. So the, the pressure of trying to run and then see where my surroundings look. I know there's lots of people that do love and thrive in the trail environment. I'm not one of them. I will hike. Yeah, I, I don't run. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I have, I have, I have similar feelings. But and and when and when I look at this and I, and I see the beauty of that, and as you say, you 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 want to you want to enjoy the beauty of it. Uh, but I, I, I also I've had my share of falls whilst running, whilst running trail races, and and and, and the trail races that I've run have been fairly, fairly genteel. Uh, I've seen some of these some of these trail races, which I think is you know are, are quite are quite dangerous. Yeah. And 
Uh, no, my, my, my one, and to me, I know it was considered probably genteel by many, but I did the, um, the Harry Smith Hill one, and that was by no means genteel to me. <laughs> so I, well, that was I, my I, first and only experience of an actual race event, and it was probably not the classic trail races that you're talking about, like the one in the Berg where you self-navigate and you don't have to wear club colours. But no, that was enough for me to know that um, I just need to stick to hiking the mountains, but not not try to run them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I, I actually joke about that Harry Smith mountain race. I only, I only ran it twice, and there was a big gap between my first and second running, and and, and I sort of said after I ran it the first time. I remember when I did this, I said I'd never come back. Uh, but I'd forgotten that, so I'm taking a message away a second time, so not coming back. And I joke to say that I nearly broke my fingernails on that one, or nearly broke my fingers uh, climbing up the mountain when the guy in front of me trod on my hand uh, as you're climbing up the races. So, so, so that race, you, you had that thing where you were climbing up the climbing up the mountain, literally on all fours. Yeah, and. And and then the then the descent was quite frankly was was a little bit you know, dangerous to the extent that you could start a landslide with falling rocks and that sort of thing. And so yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I think you know the the, the appeal of lots of the trail runs, you know, like the one, especially the ones that aren't necessarily particularly marked is that and I've seen I've seen many people and my sister included once they're on those mountains they're like you know one with them and they're like bookies and I've just I'm just too cautious so you know I know as you said that the trail events are definitely getting far more appeal and they're getting more popular because they're happening their events are happening and I think yeah. road runners are, are, are looking for alternatives and finding them and realizing that they prefer the, the, the trail environment so yeah I, I mean I do see well, well done for them for organizing it and of course it's um, they don't have the same kind of um, legalities and, and uh, rules governing them you know at this stage so you know they are able to to host the event without in, in, in how can I say um, jeopardizing the COVID rules and things because you're out in the yes. mountains and nature and then there's not the big crowds like the road running events have. But this, this particular one really caught caught my attention because it's in such a, such a beautiful part of the country, uh, and I've got I've got I've got such fond memories of running the Bergville to Ladysmith race, and and a few times when I ran it, I actually stayed closer to the mountains and I and, and 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 just as you travel I'm going to use the word inland or upland from Bergville and yeah. you've got those dr dramatic views uh, of the of the Drakensberg uh, the photographs taken of this particular event highlight the beauty of it uh, and the other thing that added to it was the timing that it was let's call it you know peak time at the moment where the grass is green and everything looks so, so wonderful yeah and, and I, I was really you know I was envious of uh of of, of what they'd done and uh, just just sort of beautiful it is and uh, but I have to confess I can't see myself doing it uh, at no. this stage yes when I ran at the weekend I was quite surprised actually by how many um runners I saw 
just on the track and I, and it's not it wasn't it wasn't club runs it was just individual runners they were you know i think the, the 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 one good thing about the the covid is that possibly we saw a lot more people getting out and about because gyms were closed um yes, yes. people were stuck at home and as as you know as a means of exercise people were you know getting out on the streets and now they're becoming runners so you know and that's possibly a one good thing that our country is getting fitter I think it's a wonderful part of it. So, and I think it's a good stage to say, well, that's some message to the folk. There's some, so many opportunities. Let's get out and make South Africa fit again. Yeah, well, let's, let, well, I have to start by me, never mind South Africa. But <laughs> it's nice getting <laughs> Me <out> too, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for the little chat. It, uh, it was really good. Yeah. Thank you.